Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. Hallelujah! Anytime is time to hear God's word, I think is the, the, the best time in, in, in human life. The best time in human life is when God is about to speak. Because when God is about to speak, that means when God gets to speak, that means somebody will get to hear. And when someone gets to hear, that means someone is, is, get, is getting blessed. And when someone gets blessed, that means that society is going to be impacted positively. Hallelujah. And life is going to be better and better and better because of the blessing of the Lord. The scriptures say that it is the, the blessing of the Lord Proverbs, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and it adds no sorrow. Jesus puts it this way in Matthew chapter 13 verse 16. Blessed are ye for the things you hear. Blessing is definitely connected to what you are hearing because in Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says that faith comes. I see faith coming. I see faith coming. I see faith coming. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the word of God, as we, we find out in scripture, the word of God, Bible says that the word is a word of life. In John chapter 1, verse 1 and 2 and 3, it says, In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God, and the same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by him, and there was nothing made that was made without the word. Verse 4 says, in him is life. In him is life. This word is the word of life. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 16, it says that, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Holding forth the word of life. So the word of God is the word of life. In First John chapter 1, I love this one, verse 1. It said, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard. That, First John chapter 1, verse 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, heard, heard. It starts, blessings start with hearing. Let me say it one more time. Blessings start with hearing. So Jesus puts it this way in Luke chapter 8 verse 18. Take heed, be careful, watch out how you are hearing. Take heed how you are hearing. Take heed, watch out how you are hearing. And then in in Mark chapter 4 verse 24, Jesus said, Take heed what you hear. So watch what uh, how you hear, and it's also important you what you be mindful of what you are hearing because what you are hearing is definitely connected to the kind of blessing you are going to walk in. What you hear will determine the blessing you walk in. What you hear will determine the blessing you walk in. The word of God is foundational, is fundamental. If you step, if you sidestep the word, you have sidestepped your blessings. If you sidestep the word of God, the word, sorry, the word of God, you have sidestepped 
your blessing. Don't step aside the word because stepping aside the word means you are stepping aside your blessing. I see you being blessed. I see you being blessed in the name of Jesus. So he said that which was from the beginning, First John 1, 1, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled. You see, to handle it, it starts from hearing. When you hear, it helps you to see. And talking about spiritual things. And your ability to see is what will determine your ability to uh, uh, handle or experience and then handle. So it starts from hearing. In the, uh, the, other, the other time I was teaching and I said, in the things of the spirit, hearing precedes seeing. So in Revelation chapter 1, verse 10, he said, On the day of the Lord I was in the spirit, and I heard behind me. I heard. Then after he said, I heard the voice, verse 12, he said, then he said, I tend to see the voice who spoke to me. So he heard before he saw. First John chapter 1, verse 1, said that which was in the, from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled, that uh, uh, our hands of the the word of life, all right. So is the word of life. The word of God is the word of life. It's the word that brings life. In Acts chapter five verse twenty, the angel told Peter after he brought him out of prison, he said, "Go stand in the marketplace and tell the people the words of this life." Is the word that brings life. Bring the word of God brings life. In fact, in Isaiah chapter. 55, Isaiah chapter 55 verse, Isaiah chapter 55 verse 10, uh, uh, this is how he puts it. He says that, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not thither, but waters the earth, watch this, when the rain comes and the snow comes, it doesn't just come void, but it tends to have an effect on the land. It waters the earth. And makes the earth bring forth bad, and it makes and it, uh, uh, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. It, so the seed to the sower and bread to the eater is a function of the rain coming on the earth, and the, when the rain comes on the earth, it makes the earth bring forth, germinate. It makes the earth bring forth. It it tends to generate life in the earth. And he said, look at verse 11. Verse 11 says that, so as it is with the rain, watch this. He says, verse 11, so shall my word, God's word, said, so shall my word be. The word of God comes to generate life. Said that my word be that go, go out of my mouth. It shall not return to me, but it shall accomplish. It accomplishes life. The word of God is a word of life. But it's not only a word of life. It is also the word of truth. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13, it says the word of God is the word of truth, you are, which you, uh, you are saying if you have heard the word of truth, is the word of truth. Is Jesus prayed in his prayer, he says, Sanctif-, John chapter 17 verse 17, sanctify them by your word, your word is truth. So the word of God is the word of truth. It's Satan's, said because Satan is a liar, according to John chapter, um, chapter 8 verse 44, Satan is a liar. 
What he can't stand is the truth. If you want to defeat Satan, just load your ammunition with the truth of God's word. So anytime you go to the God's word and you are meditating, you are studying God's word, reading the word of God, studying the word of God, meditating the word of God, do you know what you are doing? You are loading up your heart with ammunition Satan can't stand. Yes. You are loading. That is why his number one assignment is he must block you from hearing the word. (laughs) He must block your hearing. He must do everything possible to block your hearing. Because if you hear the word and the word, see, hearing the word is one thing and receiving the word. So when if you hear the word and the word finds its place in your heart, Satan has lost grounds in your life. Until the word finds a place in your heart, Satan has not lost grounds in your life. But when the word of God finds a place in your heart, Satan loses grounds in your life. In Psalm 119 verse 11, your word have I kept in my heart that I might not sin against you. Sin, not sinning is not a function, a matter of I decided I'm not going to do this. No, you don't, you are not that powerful and that's, you don't have the, the strength to be able to say I won't sin. Sin is is human to be sin is part of humanity that is why the law that was given was actually rather sin living in me according to romans chapter 7 when the law was given sin verse verse 11 that sin that lives in me took advantage of the law and used the law as a murder weapon and killed me <laughs> so sin the law was given but it ended up bringing death the law that was meant to bring life romans chapter 7 the law that was meant to bring life because he said i am kind of sold under sin sin living in me took advantage of the law so that so is the law unrighteous is the law bad he said no no there's no problem with the law because the law because it came from god everything that comes from god is good james 1 17 all good and perfect gifts come from above so everything that comes from god is good so the law is good according to uh, uh, romans chapter 7 verse 14 the law itself is good 13 and 14 the law is good but he said i am i'm kind of sold under sin so there's nothing good in me the evil in me the sin in me sin is a personality seizes out advantage takes advantage of over the law giving and uses that to kill me so what is the you know i spoke about the serpent and the cross satan's nature in man is the serpent and so when the word of god comes or when opportunity comes for you to do good when you want to do good satan can use it that's why there are things you want to do you there are things you don't want to do how is it that you keep doing you keep doing it. That is why some people say I'm an atheist. Because they have not been able to overcome what God said they shouldn't do, which they keep doing. So a shortcut is, okay, I don't believe. But they know in their heart. Nobody can can intellectually and intelligently be an atheist. Because an, being atheist is not a matter of the mind. It's a matter of the heart. Your heart, you intentionally block your heart because your mind is aware there is God. You're, you can't deny it. Bible says that, all heavens declare the glory of the Lord. I think in Psalm 19, it says that, uh, yeah, uh, that's what I just quoted. Psalm, Psalm 19 verse 1, it says that the heavens declare the glory of the Lord and the firmament show his handiwork. When you look at everything around you, it tells you that God is there. God is real. God is there. Bible says that his eternal attributes in Romans chapter 1 verse 18, since what the invisible things of God are clearly seen through the things that have been created. You look at the world, you look at creation, you can try and use science as much as you can science cannot disprove creation actually science begins science is meant to discover what god has created science does not create 
it discovers. So it already discovers what is there. And there's no way anybody can prove creation scientifically because science is a repeatable, uh, observed, observable and repeatable event. But creation is not a repeatable event. It's just like a miracle. There's nothing you can do to repeat a miracle. It's just by the power of God that it happens. So science cannot prove a miracle or like a miracle like the resurrection. How can you say, let me, we have to prove it. Or how can you say, I'm going to investigate the creation? In what scientific apparatus will be there? Nobody was there to be able to determine creation. Let me not go off, out of my point. So the point here is that the word of God is the word of truth. Satan cannot stand the word of truth. And so he will do everything in his arsenal to fight the word of truth. When Satan came to Jesus in John, uh, Luke chapter Luke chapter 4 and he came to tempt him or Matthew chapter 4 he, Jesus overcame him verse 4 said it is written verse 7 it is written verse 9 11 it is written so it takes it is written to overcome the devil since since so because of sin that lives in us we can we can say I cannot sin but you can now when you receive Christ in Romans chapter 6 verse 14 he said now for once sin shall no longer have dominion over 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 us sin so sin cannot have control over you because you have been set free by the power of god through redemption hallelujah and so the word of god is the word of uh, is the word of truth so it's the word of life it is the word of truth it's also the word of faith in romans chapter 10 verse 8 it says that that is the word of faith which we preach so the word of god is the word of faith oh the, in acts chapter in acts chapter 20 verse 30 it says that the word of God is the word of grace. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to save you and give you an inheritance. Hallelujah. That's a nice one. The word of grace is able to give you an inheritance amongst the saints. So it's the word of his grace. Why don't you expose yourself more to the word of God? I'm talking about the Bible, not what somebody has said. He said, God told me to tell you, please don't believe in your life based on what somebody said. That, those things are all subjective. They are all subjective to human whims and human caprices and human feelings and desires. There are many who have said God said and they got it wrong. Doesn't mean everybody who says God said is wrong, but it's not, it's not dependable. The sure word of prophecy is this one. Is this one. It doesn't matter how powerful a man of God is. He is not the word of God. <laughs> don't be deceived by those people who say, oh, I'm a man of God. Whatever I say comes to you. It's, it's all, it's, it's, don't, don't be deceived by those kind of things. It is for children. It's baby infants in Christ that can be distracted by those kind of things. Don't be distracted because someone says, I'm a man of God. Everything I say comes to pass. That's not true. Everything you say cannot come to pass. It's only the word of God that comes to pass. And so if you can say the word of God, the written word of God is Bible causes in Second Peter chapter 1. It causes the sure word of prophecy. The way with Jesus Christ on the Mount of Transfiguration, they experienced him. They enjoyed him. They saw things. And when they saw all kinds of things that were happening, this, Peter said, let us stay here. This experience is unbelievable. Oh my God. Oh my God. Jesus said, don't build your work with God on experience. Don't, don't, my charismatic brother, my modern day Christian brother, don't build your spiritual work on experience because if it's just experience, how you feel, you can feel wrongly. You can feel, don't judge the credibility of what you are doing, your spiritual work based on your feelings. I know some of us know people who have been fiery. I feel, I feel, I feel. And today, where are they in church? They are backslided, what, what? wallowing in sin this very spiritual i feel i feel i feel people but check people who have always stayed by the word of god and have given themselves to the word of god receiving the word of god they last 
Without the word of God, you, you, you can't last in, 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 the, in your work with God. Without the word of God, you can't last in your work with God. And when I talk about the word of God, please don't be deceived by someone say, Oh, I'm a prophet. I'm a prophet. I'm a prophet. I'm not saying there are no prophets. There are prophets. But even that prophet is supposed to be speaking this, the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord. God can speak to people. God still speaks. God speaks to all of us. But the fundam- what shows that God is speaking is when you have referred, when it points you back to scripture. When it points you back to scripture, you can tell clearly, that's called Rema word. There's two types. There's the Logos. Logos is the eternal written word that can never be changed. The, the Rema word is the instant word that comes. So as you are reading the Logos, you can hear something like you saw, oh wow, this thing is talking to me. Like someone said some time ago, he said, you know, this Bible, when I read it, I realize that I'm not reading it. It is rather reading me. The, the God's word. When you read God's word from your heart, you realize it's reading you. It's speaking to you. That becomes rhema. You can hear God telling you something and it must be accurately interpreted. There are people who take the word of God and butcher it and say it's saying what the word is not saying. They come, they, uh, theologians call it exegesis. They read into the text. Instead of reading out of the text, which is called exegesis. <laughs> so instead of exegeting, they exegete. They read into it what is not there. They, they see all kinds of things because of their preconceived religious mindset, preconceived beliefs, preconceived belief system. So most people receive the word on their preconceived and preconditioned belief system. When we come to the word of God, we have to pray that the Holy Spirit open our eyes that we will actually see things the way they are. And um, Stephen uh, um, no, Philip, Ethiopia, you know, said to Philip in Acts chapter 8, uh, 35 or 30 something there, he said, how can I understand? He said, do you understand? I, I like King James. He said, understand that what thou readest. <laughs> That's King James Shakespearean English. And that simply means, do you understand what you are reading? He said, understand that what thou readest. And the man said, how can I accept somebody teaches me or guides me or tells me? So the word of God, it is it is necessary we are taught the word of God in truth and in spirit. And be careful anyone who teaches you what the Bible is actually not saying. Because there are people who can take the Bible and begin to read into it and say all kinds of to support their social agendas. <laughs> because even slave trade was backed by some people with scripture. You can, you can make the Bible say anything you want to say, but it doesn't mean it's saying it. That's not what the Bible, you can make the Bible, so the fact that someone is quoting the Bible doesn't mean the person is sound. It may sound, not all sounding arguments are sound. Alright, that's important. So, the word of God is the word of truth. Wow. The word of God is the word of truth. So, we have, it's the word of life, it's the word of grace, it's the word of faith, it's the word of truth, and according to Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3, it's the word of his power. It's the word of his power. I, in, in Psalm 62 verse 11, he said, once have, have you spoken, twice have, have heard that power, hearing, hearing is important, hearing. Today, I, I know you can tell the title. The title is Head Immunity. It's not spelled wrongly. All right, I know. There is Head, head Immunity, which is H-E-R-D Immunity. What is Head Immunity? Head Immunity, H-E-R-D, is when a, a large percentage or a large section of a, a, a people in a community have become immune 
to a contagious disease, have become immune to an infectious disease through either having contracted it before or through vaccination. So when people are vaccinated, a large section of the population or a community, in a, a people in a community are vaccinated or have contracted the disease before so become immune to it. It is called herd immunity. So the sickness cannot just spread wild like this devilish COVID-19. <laughs> Praise God. So that is herd immunity. So even scientists believe that once people catch this COVID-19, it was supposed to, they were supposed to be immune to it. But this COVID-19 is very strange sickness, strange disease, demonic disease in its all, in, uh, with all forms of nuances or manifestation such that there is even the threat that people who have caught it, have contracted it can they have the potential propensity to contract it again. Scientists are still trying to study and understand this sickness. It's such a devilish sickness. But it comes through your blood. It attacks your, your blood cells. Anyway, let me not go too much. So head, head, H-E-R, so H-E-R-D, immunity, is a scientific word. That means uh, it's a medical term that has to do with a large section of people. In a, in a community or in a, a, a country or in a population being immune to, to an infectious, a certain infectious disease through vaccination or through having contracted it or having received or had the sickness before. That's herd immunity. So they are immune to it. But I'm talking today about herd. H-E-A-R-D. Herd. Herd immunity. There is a positive side of herd immunity and there is a negative side of herd immunity. When the word of God comes into your life, as I read from Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11, it says, so shall my word be. It does not go and come to me void. In the book of Proverbs chapter 20, chapter 4 verse 20, it said, attend, uh, give, uh, attend to my words, my son, give attention, my son, give attention to my words. And he said, incline your ears to my saying, your ears, you have to hear it. Give attention and hear it. Incline your ears to my words. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst, verse 21, keep them in the midst of your heart. Why? Because they have an, an, they can boost up your spiritual immune system and even physically affect you and inoculate it has inoculative powers it can inoculate you against satanic onslaught it says verse 20 22 says that for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh talking about their humanity it's the word of god so so you have to give attention to it incline your ear to it so when you are reading the bible that means the bible is speaking so you have to incline your ear yes talk to me lord yes talk to me lord so when you have if you are able to hear the word that is coming because faith comes by hearing if you can hear the word the word of god in the scripture if you can hear it you end up developing a head an immunity that came through your hearing, that immunity because of what you heard. And so in the positive sense, I call it a head immunity. You heard it and you got, you got yourself immune. When Satan came to Jesus, Jesus spoke 
the word. He was able to block satanic onslaught against his life because of the impact or the, the loadedness of the word of God in his spirit. Because the word of God was dwelling in him richly, according to Colossians chapter 3 verse 16, he said, let the word of God dwell in you richly. Because the word of God was indwelling Christ richly, when Satan unleashed his onslaught, he was able to stand and withstand against the onslaught of hell. He told Peter, Satan has desired to sift you like wheat. Luke chapter 22 verse 31. Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. Now watch this. If he said your faith will not fail, we only know how faith comes. We have been taught by the word of God in scripture that faith comes by hearing. So if I've prayed for you that you keep hearing and hearing. As you keep hearing, you boost your immune, spiritual immune system. Satan cannot touch you when you have heard the word and received the word. Hallelujah. I'll, I'll be going into that as I, I come to the end of the message. But so because Satan is a liar, he fears the word of God. So don't be surprised when people, don't be surprised when people say, Oh, all this Bible, Bible thing, it's man's idea. Uh, Satan would do anything to either adulterate the word or pollute the word or downgrade the word or he'll block you from, guess what? He'll block you from the ability to hear God's word, God's word. So your immunity is in your head. Head immunity. H-E-A-D. Head. Head, that's satanic. Head immunity against the word of God. Your head is hardened against the word of God. Satan's number one target is... <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Watch this, brothers and sisters. Satan's number one target is not you. It's the word of God he's afraid of. So, in, in church history, governments, leaders, kings, authorities have legislated away against the word of God. They have pass laws against the word of God. But Jesus said, heaven and earth shall in Matthew chapter 7, but the word of God abides forever. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but he said, not a jot or a tittle shall of, of the word of God shall go unfulfilled. The word of God is solid. The word of God abides forever. Satan in Genesis chapter um, Genesis chapter 3, Bible says in Genesis chapter 3 verse 1, and now the serpent was more subtle than the any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, has God said you shall not eat of, uh, of every tree of the garden? God never said that. But guess what? When Satan appeared, his first target was the word of God. It's not you. It's not you he's looking for. It's the word you carry. The word you are. Just, that's why now Psalm 18 verse 30 said, The word of God, as for God, is way perfect. The word of God is tried. It's a buckler to all those trusting him. So Satan is after the word you have. He's always been after the word. The first question in human history, ever recorded in human history, the first question ever in, in human history was the question, Satan questioning God's word. And what I want you to know is he has not stopped. Listen, let, let, let's look at that. So Satan said, has God said that you should not eat of every tree of the of the garden? And the woman said unto him, We may eat of the fruit of the tree, of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree of the, in the midst of the, in the middle of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. God never added touch. She added to it. She added to it. You shall not eat it, neither shall ye touch it. Where did she get that from? So that is why you have to be very serious about your word, the word of God. Be accurate. Stay on God's word. Don't add to it. 
in Revelation chapter 22. It says that anyone who shall add to it, God will add to the plague, the plague of unto his life. Anyone who will take from it, God will take of the blessing of life. God will take from your life if you take from the word of God and those who add to it. So if a government is trying to add to the word of God, leave them alone. God can fight it himself. God, God will surprise them because this word has been there for generations and nothing can temper with it. Because guess what? It is the word of God. God knows how to protect his word and he certainly will. Yes, oh yeah, he will. He will. Don't be worried about God. Just be worried, be concerned about your work with God. Don't be worried about God because the Bible says that known unto God are all his works. I like this scripture, you know, from the foundation of the earth. So you must know God. Build your life to know God. Get closer to God because they that know their God, they that know their God shall be strong and do exploit. So the woman said, God said we may not touch it. Eat or touch it. Then verse 4, and the serpent said to the woman, watch this, ye shall not surely die. God is lying. <laughs> How can you say this is the word of God? This is nonsense. Somebody who lived in Palestine years ago, he came to live his life. They killed him. They are telling me his life has revelance to me. Nonsense. All this kind of religious bigotism. What, what do you mean by the Bible is the word of God? How, how can we live this Bible? How can we live our lives based on something that was written years ago? It's irrelevant. It's a cake. It's out, outmoded and outdated. Throw it away and live your life free. Uh-huh. It's not new. This is how, this is what is, how it started from the garden. They begin to challenge the word of God. They say, yeah, I get this. I can't believe it. How can I believe this? How can I believe this? How can I believe this? <laughs> you ignore it to your own peril. You ignore it to your own peril. Satan is already on your, on your case. Because he's got in you. You are under his ambit. <laughs> but, so Satan from the beginning hated the word and challenged the word. And she told, Satan, he told the woman, he said, you shall not surely die. Look at verse 5. For God, God knows, God does know, know that in the day ye eat it thereof, then your eyes shall be open and ye shall be as God, knowing between good and knowing good and evil. Ha! He said, God doesn't want you to be like him. God doesn't want you to be like him. He knows that when you eat it, you'll be free. He's just putting restrictions on your life. The other time, a little, a, a little child, a little child, I think uh, nine years old or something. He said, oh, you know, I don't like religion. I don't like church. He said, which is a, the common mantra. You won't go to church, but you go to gym. You won't go to church, you go to gym. Because you believe in your body. Take care of your body and leave your spirit. Your body, whether you like it or not, your body is going to deteriorate. Oh. It, it, ah, 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 now, let me speak like Nigerian. <laughs> ah, ah. Oh yeah, now this body is going to deteriorate. It doesn't matter how you are polishing. You know, look at some of those glamour models. Thirty years ago, fifty years ago, they were the top. Today, they are old ladies. Sprinkles. Hello, hello, hello. Your body is deteriorating, and you can't stop the deterioration pro- pro- process. Nothing can stop it. You probably through scientific development, which is I'm not against it. You might be able to slow it a little bit. But it, it's not it's not really significant because age is telling on you. Age, you are growing, your body is good. That is that is the reason why it's good to exercise, it's good to you know keep fit because so it, it helps to keep the body in shape because the body is growing, is growing, so you have to keep it at a certain level and keep it. That's why it's good. But when you make body your body building, your God, your looks, the way you look. 
the way you and so all there is to you is how you look oh boy that's a pathetic life <laughs> because if that's all there is to you how you look then there's nothing to you then it's not because looks are temporal it just changes you are changing you are aging so fast the fastest thing you can think about earth on earth is the rate at which we are aging it's very fast time is moving time is moving you are aging you are aging you are aging and death is coming it's coming oh everyone can avoid it it's an unavoidable reality we are already we must be ready for everyone will die but it's interesting people don't prepare for it <laughs> that's why i'm teaching god's word so you can prepare Anytime God, it's anytime it comes. But you are not dying now. No, no. You, if you are listening to me, you are not dying now. No, 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 no. You can't be listening to God's word and, and something will kill you like that. No. You, you, you are not dying now in the name of Jesus. You will live. You will live. You shall not die. But you shall live to declare the word of the Lord. The testimony of God. You shall not die because there is an assignment over your life. There is an assignment. There is a divine assignment. There is a godly program over your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And so, Satan challenged the word of God. And then, you know what he told the women? He said, you see, I'm more committed to your freedom and your happiness than God. <laughs> I want you to be happy. So that little child told me, oh, there's too much restriction in religion. And I can't do it. It doesn't, you're not free. Ah, that's what Satan tells you. He said, God doesn't want you to be free. God doesn't want you to enjoy your life. God doesn't want you to stay with your boyfriend. God doesn't want you to stay with your girlfriend. Like when you are a, a teenager, you are in your house. And your mother will say, your father will say, make sure you are doing your study. No? You are a child in the house. Make sure you are doing your course. Get to your books. And you are playing video games. You are playing computer games. You are on your Instagram. You are on uh, uh, TikTok. Uh, uh, Kit Kat <laughs> and Chit Chat. <laughs> you, you won't concentrate on your book. And your mother said, No, stop it. Go and, oh, but you, you know why you promise, will promise you freedom, but it's bondage in advance. It's bondage actually in disguise. It's captivity in disguise. So Satan, the only way he can succeed anything in our, in anybody's life, in our life, in our wealth, is by trying to smear the word of God. Trying to challenge and tell, say the word of God is not true. And so your only safety zone is in God's word. Because watch this, God cannot do anything outside of his word. And so Satan does that. He will always try to block people from hearing God's word. That is what I am calling head immunity. Head. Either H-E-A-R-D. Head, because faith comes by hearing immunity. You know, he immunes you against hearing God's word, and it's very, very common. It's actually a pandemic in our times. <laughs> it's common everywhere. They, they people do not want to hear God's word. God's word. People think they are very intelligent, very smart. They don't want to hear God's word. It's Satan behind it because he started from Genesis and he hasn't ended. His number one target is to make sure the word of God does not have a place amongst a, amongst a people, does not have a place in a person's life, in a person's marriage, in a person's family. So Satan is actually on, on a campaign and on a mission against the word of God in your life. And so what number one thing he will do is to block you from hearing the word of God. So he gives you he will introduce head head having head head immunity he immunes your ability to hear god's word he'll block you he'll block you he will he tries to prevent you from hearing so many people in our times you know what i'm talking about have developed head immunity herd immunity or i can call it head their head is block block headed so um 
Hebrews chapter 5 verse 11 puts it this way. We have a lot to say about Melchizedek, but we are, it's hard to say since you are dull of hearing. There's a problem with your hearing. Satan will give you herd immunity. You can't hear. He, he, it's like you need hearing aids, but you can't still hear. Head immunity. He brought head immunity, block headedness. And Bible talks about in Acts chapter 7, verse 54, when Peter, uh, Stephen was preaching, Bible says that they were cut to the head, the heart, and they blocked their ears. They, when they heard this, when they heard it, they blocked their ears. We don't want to hear this. We don't want to hear this. They attacked the child on him. That's head immunity. They block. Satan has a way of making people Block their hearts. Bible talks about Second Corinthians chapter four, verse four, in uh, whose eyes the gods of this world has blinded their eyes, the minds of the unbelief. They are blind. The minds have been blinded. It's not the eyes; it's the minds has blinded. The god of the Satan is the god of this world. He has blinded. The, he uses different means through media. He uses media. He uses sometimes a, 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 a university education, thinking, oh, professors. Most professors have been blocked by the devil. They don't, I don't believe in the word of God. Most uh, 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 intellectuals, I don't believe in the word of God. But it's not a mind game. It's a heart thing. Just don't block it, block you. And so be, Jesus had to tell us that blessed are ye for the things you are hearing. Matthew chapter 15, verse chapter 3, 13, verse 16. Blessed are you for what you hear. Now, when God wrote a letter to the church, the churches, Christ wrote a letter, Christ in Revelation to the churches. You remember in Revelation chapter 2, verse 7, Revelation chapter 2, verse 11, Revelation chapter 2, verse 13, Revelation, sorry, verse, verse 7, verse 11, verse 17, Revelation chapter 2, verse 29, Revelation chapter 3, verse 6, Revelation chapter 3, verse 13, Revelation chapter 3, verse 22. All these things, all these scriptures have quoted. He said, he who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying to the churches so there is an your ability to hear will determine how far you can go in god and satan will try and block your ability to hear head immunity head or head whatever you want to choose is head immunity he'll block people many people don't want to hear the word of god because blessings are connected to what you are hearing jesus said take heed what you hear mark chapter 4 as i quoted earlier on verse 24 take heed in matthew chapter 11 verse 15 jesus said uh, 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 he that has an ear let him hear matthew chapter 13 verse 9 he that has an ear let him hear matthew chapter 13 verse 43 he that has, has he that has an ear let him hear mark chapter 4 verse 9 he that has an ear let him hear mark chapter 4 verse 23 he that has an ear let him hear luke chapter 8 verse 18 he he that has an ear, let him hear. Jesus kept saying, he that has an ear, let him hear. He that has an ear, an ear let him hear. Because your blessing is definitely connected to your hearing. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? What are you hearing? Are you hearing God's word? Then blessing is on its way into you. And Jesus told the parable. Most of us will be familiar with it. The parable of the sower. The parable of the sower. When you study it very carefully. The sower did it. But the soil also had its portion. And then the, he explained it that the word of God. Luke chapter 8 verse 11. He said the word of God or the seed is the word of God. Now verse 12, verse 12 talks about the, the ones that fell on the stony ground are those who heard the word they heard the word but satan came and took the word and then verse 13 he said this the ones that fall, uh, fell among tongues uh, among tongue, those who with joy heard the word with joy they heard the word 
And the verse 14, the, the ones that um, fell on rocky ground, those who heard the word. Verse 15, the ones that fell on good soil, those who heard the word and received it. So three, or three out of four heard, but they prob- there was a problem with the way they were hearing. So that's why Jesus said, take it how you hear. Luke chapter 8, verse 18 rather. It's, the other one is Luke chapter 8, 8. Um, he that has an ear. But Luke chapter 8 verse 18 says that take heed how you hear. Take heed how you hear. And he said in Psalm 62 verse 11, once have you spoken, twice have heard. In other words, you spoke it, but I heard and heard again. Why? <laughs> because faith comes. Hallelujah. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. It's spoken once, but you are hearing deeper than what is just the surface. You are hearing. So most people just, the first hearing is it, but the heart hearing, they don't hear. Because Bible says that for those he foreknew, he called. That calling it comes through preaching. So as the preacher is preaching, that's the first step of the calling. You hear is external calling. But the internal calling, not everybody hears it. You cannot be born again without hearing the internal calling. In the same way that when we speak the word, it's spoken, it can be spoken once, but you hear it and hear it again. That's why I said faith comes by hearing, but not just superficial hearing, not just superficial hearing, not just hearing with the tympanic membrane, but hearing with your spirit. So faith comes by hearing and hearing again. Psalm 62 verse 11. Once you have spoken, twice I have heard that power belongs to God. Hallelujah. It is important. In Hebrews chapter 2, I want to read that. In Hebrews chapter 2 verse... Um, thank you, Lord. In Hebrews chapter 2 verse... Let's go to chapter 4 first, then we come to chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2 says that, For unto us was the gospel preached... As well as unto them, but the word which was preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that had it. So the prophet is a function of hearing, but how you hear is what determines it. So you can't be blessed without hearing. It says that how can they be saved if they're not without? Uh, how can they believe in what they have not heard? How can they hear without a preacher? So a preacher's work is supposed to speak the word for someone to hear. And when the person hears, now the responsibility is on the person to believe. And when the person believes, he can call on the Lord. And when whoever calls on the Lord, the name of the Lord shall be saved. But it has to do with hearing. Your ability to hear is one of your greatest blessings. In, Revela- in, in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1, it says that, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard heard lest at any time we should slip them uh, we should sleep uh, we should we should let them slip all right so if you don't give attention to what you are hearing your hearing matters he said we have to give more a more earnest heed to what you are hearing i'm talking about satan trying to block people's ability to hear head immunity but you will not suffer the negative satanic head immunity you will rather hear the word of god and boost your immunity against the devil's cohorts and his onslaughts in the name of jesus so he said take heed what you are hearing and then here said that he said therefore let, we ought to give more earnest heed to what the things we have heard lest you you will slip you will sleep. You have back, people backslide because they have stopped hearing. You will sleep. You, if you don't listen, if you don't hear, you will sleep. As I said, Satan blocked. They went to teach the word of God. 
In Acts, Stephen was teaching and they were hearing, those who were hearing, Bible said they gnashed their teeth against him and attacked him because they were dull of hearing. They broke their hearing. Acts chapter 7, verse 54. In Acts chapter 19, verse 9, Bible says that when the people became hardened and did not want to hear the word of God or something, spoke negative on the way, Paul withdrew the disciples to school of Tyrano started teaching them. They became hardened. They didn't want to hear God's word. And in, in, in the book of Acts, again, chapter 13, verse 46, Paul said, well, we, the word of God was sent to you first. So we came to preach the word of God to you. But it looks like you don't qualify because you are not interested in what God has got to say. So um, Acts, let me read that. Acts chapter 13, verse 46. Praise God. Acts 13, 46 says, them Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you, but seeing ye put it from you. In other words, you are not interested and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life or everlasting life. No, we, we, are, we are going to some other places. Because we brought the word of God, you didn't, you, you judge yourself unworthy of eternal life, everlasting life. The word is carrying life to you, but because you didn't want to hear it, you, you deny yourself. You feel you are not worthy. You are not worthy if you don't hear God's word. And so the word of God is what brings the purpose or the blessing of God into our lives. And so, as I said, we have to take heed how you hear. As I, I keep quoting this scripture, such an important scripture in Matthew chapter 13, verse 16. It said, blessed are you for what you hear. Verse 17 says, many prophets wanted to hear this thing, but they didn't get to hear. So take heed what you are hearing. He that has an ear, let him hear these things. Bless Your ability to hear is your greatest access to, access to the blessings from above in the mighty name of Jesus. In Psalm 19, in Psalm 19 verse um, 7, Psalm 19 verse 7 says that the word, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the souls. The testimony of the law, Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Every blessing God has to do with it is connected to the word of God. And the law of the Lord is, uh, sorry, the, the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of God, of the Lord are pure and enli- enlightening the eyes. And the fear of the Lord is clean and uh, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true, righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold. Yea! than find gold, money, money and material things. Say so you should desire God's word more than money and material things. Desire it. You have to desire it. More to be desired are they more than gold. Sweet, uh, sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb. Verse 11. Moreover, by them your servant is warned and in keeping of of them there is a great reward. When you keep God's word, there is a great reward. Satan will determine to block you from hearing because he has given many people head immunity. But I pray that you will be able to develop and be, be particular and take heed how you hear and what you hear. In conclusion, four five things you have to do to be able to be able to protect yourself from Satan's infiltration to block your hearing. Five things to do. Number one, the five hours of hearing. I call them the five hours of hearing. Number one, receive the word of God. In John chapter 17, verse 8, he says that these ones have received your word, O God. John 17, 8. Uh, the dial somewhere there. Yeah. John 17, 8. Let me just read it quickly. Permit me. I just, it's good to read the scripture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. John chapter 17 said, For I have given unto them the word which thou hast given me, and they have received them and have known, so they have received them and have known, uh, and have known surely that I came, I've come out of them. So they have received the word. So first of all, you have to welcome the word. 
That's receive. The first R is to receive. Welcome the word of God. Welcome gladly the word of God. It's so important. Bible talks about how in Acts chapter 8 verse 14, when the apostles in Jerusalem, they heard that Samaria have has received the word of God. We have to receive the word of God. And when we receive the word of God, it will do us great deal of good. In Acts, in John chapter 8, verse 30, Jesus spoke about, Bible said, to the Jews that have received the word of God. John chapter 8, verse 30, listen to what Jesus said. Uh, Listen to this. Chapter 8, verse 30 said, as he spoke these words, many believed on him. That's how to receive the word. They believed on him. And then he told them that, um, uh, it, it, then Jesus said, then Jesus said to them, the Jews that believe, if you continue in my word, don't just receive it, continue in it. Don't go halfway and leave it. Endure to the end. So he says that uh, many believed and received. Look at verse, verse 47, such a powerful scripture. He says that, ye that uh, he that is of God hears the word of God. Your hearing has to do with your heart towards God. If you are really a child of God, if you are a pure, true Christian, you always enjoy hearing the word. You really give the word of God importance, unless you start backsliding. So he that is of God, hears the word of God. So number one, receive the word. Number two, you have to rejoice in the word. You have to rejoice. Bible says that I, your, your words were found and I did eat them. And your words were to my heart, the rejoicing of my heart. Jeremiah chapter 15 verse 16. You, I did, your words were found. I did eat them and they were the rejoicing of my heart. In fact, one of the things I wanted to tell you, Jesus spoke about how people are dull of hearing. In Revelation, Ezekiel chapter 12 verse 2, son of man, that thou dwelleth in the midst of a rebellious house, which have ears to, uh, eyes to see and see not. They have ears to hear and hear not. Satan block people here. This same scripture is in Isaiah chapter 6 verse 9. The same scripture is in James, um, Acts chapter 28 verse 26. It's all over in the scriptures. Matthew chapter 13 verse 15. In Romans chapter 8, 11 verse 8. It speaks about they are hearing, they can hear. They are seeing, they can see. So you know there are two types of hearing. Some people are blocked so they can hear what the pastor is saying you know, but it's not getting into them. They finish they will get up and go and continue on the same lifestyle and the same whatever they want to do because they didn't the word of god didn't find a place in their heart so now number one as i said is receive the word number two rejoice in the word i was going to read some um yeah it's a, there's a lot in some but i think because of my time i will just um try and cut it cut it short in some you know some 119 let me give you the scripture so that you can write it down but let me read the verse 97 i think that will be a blessing i would like to read the verse 97 but um, Psalm 119 verse 97 says that, Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation. My mind is on it all day long. I love it. So rejoice in the word of God. Rejoice. And when you read through it, says, I have delight in your word. Psalm 119 verse 16. Psalm 119 verse 24. Psalm 119 verse 35. Psalm 119 verse 48, 47. Psalm 119 verse 48. Psalm 119 verse 72. Psalm 119 verse 92. Psalm 119 verse 97. I just spoke about it. Psalm 119 verse 103. Psalm 119 verse 111. Psalm 119 verse 127. Psalm 119 verse 159. Psalm 119 verse 167. Psalm 119 verse 1. 
seven four. All this talks about how I love your word. In Psalm one verse one, blessed is the man that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sit in the seat of the sinners, but for by his delight, watch the verse three, by his, start in the way of sinners, for his, by his delight is in the delight in the word of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate. Stay the word on your mind. That leads me to the next point. So number one is receive the word. Number two is rejoice in the word. Number three is replay the word. Keep it on your mind. Meditate on the word day and night. Psalm 119 verse 97. I've meditated my meditation all day long. He says his delight is in the word of the Lord and on his word does he meditate. In Proverbs chapter 4, as I quoted earlier, give attention to my word. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep the word on your mind. That is why you don't have to joke with preaching. Don't take preaching lightly because preaching helps the word come in in a stronger way. And then you go and read it yourself. After preaching, don't close your Bible permanently. After preaching, have a personal time you are reading your Bible. Please, it will do you a great deal of good. Satan will not be able to attack you easily. Hallelujah. I believe even this virus time, there are certain people because of the word load, they kept meditating and loading their system. The virus couldn't hit them. Some might have caught it, but they couldn't break down because the word of God was too strong in them. That shall be your testimony. It can't come near you. Only with your eyes shall you see it. Uh, what is happening to others, but it will come near you. Amen. So, some, as I said, all these Psalms show us the delight in God's word. He said in Job chapter, chapter 12, verse 23, talks about how your word is more important to me than my necessary food. So receive the word, uh, rejoice in the word, retain the word, so replay the word. Then number four, respect the word. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1. He said, if you shall hearken my word and observe to do the word, then you'll be blessed. So there's a, the responsibilities, obey God's word, that's respect it. Sometimes you, your feelings are telling you, point you somewhere else, but respect the word of God. Say, please forgive her. So forgive. You are fighting with your wife, fighting with your husband. There's tension in the house. One person must do God's word. What? 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 One serious Christian should just do God's word. Do God's word. You, the tension is too much. Do God's word. Yeah. Well, he should have, he should apologize. I didn't like the way and he tried doing that. Do God's word. Obey it. <laughs> what does God say? Why don't you do that and leave the consequences to God? When you obey God, he becomes responsible for the consequences and the, the repercussions of your obedience. He will take care of you in the name of Jesus. So receive God's word. Replay God's word. Uh, receive God's word. Rejoice in God's word. Replay God's word. Let it stay on your mind. Other things can fight to stay on your mind, but keep the word of God on your mind. And then re, uh, respect God's word. And finally, relay. Share it. Talk about it. Don't keep quiet. Faith comes by, by hearing. Faith works by speaking. So keep speaking out the word. Share it to others. After this, why don't you share this message? Share it. Share it on social media. Share it to others. Sometimes you can even take part of it and share it for, with good purposes and good intention, provoking one another onto, onto godliness. Share it. Don't keep quiet. Put it on your status, on your on, on your social media platform. Let people know that you, you believe in God's word. Don't be quiet about God's word. Share it. It's not being obnoxious. It's not being uh, 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 intolerant. It's just being wordy. Wordy. Word. The word. The word. The word. 
So let the word stay around you. Let it stay in you. Let it be all around you. Be a, a, an ardent celebrator of God's word. You celebrate the word of God above all things. He said, I found your word and they are like gold to be treasure, treasure, precious treasure. Psalm 119 verse 103. The word, the word. And so receive the word. Rejoice in the word. Replay the word. Respect the word. And relay it. Pass it on. Don't keep it alone. First, second Timothy chapter two, verse one. What you have heard from me among witnesses, pass it the same. Pass it on. The word is supposed to move from one person to the other. They continued in the apostles' doctrine. Don't let it stop with you. Pass it on. And when you 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 keep these five hours, Satan cannot give you a satanic head immunity. I see God blessing you, and I see you doing well in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. I pray that this has been a blessing to somebody. God bless you. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at caris.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.